The following program is rated TV MALSV. It contains strong language, sexual situations, violence, and nudity. It is intended only for mature audiences. <laughs> Nobody can tell what I look like right now unless you are on our Patreon. <laughs> Which what is our Patreon, Danielle? It is Talk Scary to Me Patreon. I don't Hi, know. How, I don't know like the the HTTP or how what is that? I don't even know what yeah. that means. I don't know. H H T T T P um colon, dot 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 slash dot, dot yeah colon backslash slash backslash oh god hi you scout hi babe so you got I, uh, your burning man glasses on i do have my burning man glasses on i got these on amazon you don't say what a fucking crazy find like are you kidding me i'm so not surprised you found those glasses what do you type in on amazon like um, burning man outfits yeah and just everything comes out. And then I get like tired of that. So then I go like rave outfits or I go uh, um, glittery outfits or. Did you see the same shit? The tool. Yeah, I see the same, same shit. Tool outfits. I got these really cute like vintage bloomers. Like these okay. white, white bloomers that I'm going to wear. And then I'm, I got a, a top that I'm going to decorate and I'm probably going to either do like animal heads on them or oh, something. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, I don't know, I cool. uh, who is going with you? Are you still going by yourself? No, Tom's going with me. Oh, he is. Okay, good. I yeah, thought he wasn't going. What, what, what changed? He was supposed to be somewhere or? Um, so, no, it's just with like his work, you know, his desk job. He was like, well, if we we're planning on, you know, taking a honeymoon, which we pretty much figured out they were probably not going to do a honeymoon. <laughs> because we're going to be buying a home. Yes. So I was like, well, you might as well just come to Burning Man then since we've decided. Yeah. You've had like years of a honeymoon. Yeah. I mean, even though we might do something small, I was, I don't know. Have you ever done this? Has anyone ever done this? Um, Just gone to the airport and just like pick like the first four flights that we're leaving and just decide which one you want to go to. What if it's like, I'm not even going to say what city is because I don't want to diss yeah. anybody, but <laughs> what if it's somewhere that you're like, uh, I've really gone all the time go. or, yeah. I mean, but that, that's the fun of it. So we, when we were flying the other day, I was like, well, let's just look at what was leaving from San Francisco, which is where most of the people are going to be flying in from. I'm yeah. like, let's just look what's flying from San Francisco right now. It was London, Switzerland, and I think it was Texas and Vegas. Oh, I was God. like, well. We're well, going. going to Switzerland. Yeah. Oh, no, sorry, it wasn't Switzerland. It was Italy. I was oh, like, done. Well, Let's going go. to Italy. Yeah. I was like, I think that would be fun to do, like, for, like, a weekend, like, you know, trip. Just, like, choose something and go. I think they have, um, if you guys are ever looking for something to spice up your relationship, there is um, a company out there that does this sort of thing. You give them, like, your budget. And they create an entire itinerary for you. And then they surprise you. They tell you what to pack. And then you go to the airport and then they surprise you with a package on where you're going. So it's basically a surprise travel agent. Yes. Got it. Because <laughs> nobody uses travel agents anymore. So maybe yeah. that's like the idea of like what a travel agent looks like in the mm-hmm. year 2023. 
I think it's a brilliant idea. I think people like the more people think outside the box, especially with like, you know, like everybody gets bored, you know. Uh, But let me tell you something. I would not say, okay, I've got five thousand dollars to go away somewhere. Do whatever you want. I'll go anywhere. I would not be comfortable with that, with just giving someone money and saying, book my trip. This is where you and me are different. <laughs> this is where but, we, but, by the way, I just lowered my glasses down. <laughs> but I would be a really good planner if I was a travel agent planning something for someone. I could totally See? do it. See? I just so, am not too much of a control freak to give someone uh, uh, any amount of money and not be in control of it, which is why I, I like gambling. Yeah, I don't think that I'm a control freak, but it sounded like for my bachelorette party, y'all were like, oh my gosh, he has such a schedule. I'm like, well, that was just so, <laughs> we, we have everything like organized. I can't de- imagine you not being grumpy if you were on your honeymoon and somebody planned something that you guys did not like. I would um, be grumpy. Would I be grumpy? Would I be grumpy? No, I just wouldn't do it. Oh, what if you, what if it already costs you $1,500 a person? Oh, then maybe. I mean, honestly, I'm like down to like try new things. I, I think, I think, um, I think I'd be okay. I think so. Where did you guys go on your honeymoon? We, we stayed in Hawaii. We just went to a different island. Oh, okay. We just, okay. Flew, we just flew over to Kauai once everybody left and we stayed in Kauai for like three days by ourselves just to kind of like, un, what's the word? Like decompress. Yeah. And we yeah. just sat and talked shit about everybody that misbehaved at our wedding and how fucked up this one was or that one was or what drama happened here or who we're going to have to call for that there, how this didn't go right or how that went better than expected. You know, we basically spent three days just gossiping about our own wedding until we got tired of it. And then we came home. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. We, um, (laughs) speaking of, uh, I, I had a, the bridal shower uh, while I was in Louisville. Um, it was great. It was really cool. Um, his mom's sisters planned it and, there's just so much family. <laughs> There's so much family that I hadn't met. Luckily, Tess came down, so I felt like I, I had her. And okay. then a few of other friends um, came in as well. Um, yeah, it was it was it was a lot of fun. Like, you know, Tom's family is is super sweet, you know, and, and they they're pretty much like I, I haven't really I mean, I guess this is that is what family does. That's what family does. They come in together, they support one another, and they make it like a big thing. I just like isn't that shocking? Yeah, there's like regular people, like real families out there. Yeah, (laughs) isn't that fucked up? It's so weird. It's so crazy. But like, that's exactly how I want to be, like with my kids and stuff. And like, I want to have like, you know, birthdays are huge and bridal showers are big. I mean, they played the pat like they. So every Christmas they play this game where everybody gets a gift, and then he reads like a someone reads a poem or something, and they. In the poem, it says right or left. And so you're just passing it back and forth, right or left, right or left, right or left. And then by the time the game's done, you end up with what you have, what what you are. Yeah. And so we did that, um, which was really, really fun. And then we did gifts, which I was kind of shocked about. What kind of like bridal shower gifts? Yeah. So, I mean, the majority. Or engagement uh, gifts. Engagement, uh, bridal, I guess. But, I mean, everybody was asking what we wanted. And since we're not from there, we just didn't want to have to carry anything back. So we're like, money, 
like we just want money <laughs> like yeah. that's it you know to cover stuff so yeah that's pretty the majority of like what people gave us was like visa cards and like you know like you open up a card and there's like a hundred dollars like, yes like yes. grandma and grandpa you know yeah, yeah yeah um but there was like some really cute gifts and and um Tom teared up a little bit because his mom, you know, did the whole give me something old, give me something new kind Aww. of thing. And it was really it was really sweet. And it's it's really nice to know that, you know, his family is so supportive and, and so cool and laxed and that, you know, when we do have a baby, they'll it'll have like a big family. You know? Isn't that nice? Yeah. There's so many fucking kids. There's so many kids. <laughs> Uh, and they all look alike. Everybody looks alike. All the brothers look alike. All the sisters look alike. Like everybody looks alike. So I can't, I cannot get drilled on the names just yet because there's no fucking way that I know what any of their names are. Oh, you'll get drilled. All right. You'll get I drilled. <laughs> well, not that drill. <laughs> hopefully none of the, hopefully none of them listen. They're all listening. They're oh all God. listening. Wouldn't you? Um, yeah, but I'm a nosy yeah. ass bitch. Oh, well, most people are. <laughs> <laughs> you nosy ass bitches. Um, when before I, I even met David's family, they had done their research. His mom had like watched all of my, well, his mom's a fucking psychopath, but had watched like all of my, any like video on YouTube where anybody ever came and interviewed me from like a show or anything. Like she literally knew every single thing about me before she'd ever even met me. Aww, that's and then amazing. would find others. I don't know if that's so amazing. I think that's a little fucking creepy. No, I would do the same thing. I think, I think Tom's dad and mom have like kind of watched stuff of mine. <laughs> but like at some point you have to like stop watching like your YouTube stuff or, st- or stop watching like video compilations that fans make well, of you I'm from also, your movies. I'm also sh- positive that David never dated another fucking actress. So no, I'm sure this was like so yeah. new to her. She's probably like, wait, what? Yeah, but, you know, it's, so. it's, it's, I mean, it's not a normal thing. And I always have to remind myself like, oh, what we do is not like a normal job that a lot of people have. So obviously to it's someone interesting that, for some yeah, people, it's I interesting, guess. you know, or they just didn't know a lot about it or they just didn't, you know, <laughs> go, oh, this is a person. It's right. not just a, an actor on TV. Is that, beca- is that because we're on person. like a TV yet or in someone's house? So it's not like, like, I'd be super interested if someone is like, I know when I meet people that are detectives or yeah. that are police officers or that are wardens at a jail or whatever. Well, like, I want to know our, the details. That's because we do this job for a living. We could right. care fucking less about actors and directors. Yeah, no. <sighs> yeah I know. <laughs> yeah, like I, I hate having those conversations. <laughs> I want to know about the guy that digs the grave holes in the cemetery. <laughs> yeah, yes, no, we're, me we're, too. More into that sort of stuff. And you know? they think what we do is cool. No, what they do is way cooler than what I know. we do. I don't I know. think what we do is cool at all. I mean... I guess it's interesting, but I feel like it's, it's not like there's no surprises. Like there's no, like, I don't get excited anymore. Like, it's, oh, no. it's, it's, I mean, I do to a certain extent, you know, depending, but it's probably more nerves. I mean, I guess I do get excited and get jittery, but I don't know. It's just a different, it's just a different vibe, I guess. Yeah. I understand what you're saying. I, I just had a pitch meeting with Good. a cool studio ask about directing and I literally we were like literally talking about this I was like I don't get I feel like I can do acting in my sleep yeah so I think that that sort of like 
you know, hunger or like yeah. excitement for it. Yeah. It's just like, it's not the same, you know, right. like for whatever we, all of us do, like, you know, but I feel like with directing, I have that, like that spark because yeah. I haven't, I haven't new. done it. Yeah. It's and new. you're in control and there's things that you'll learn throughout the way, yes. you know, and you'll find the things when you're directing that you didn't realize you like to be a part of. Exactly. Like, me, like I love sitting in on the editing. I love sitting in on doing the score, like that kind of stuff, the ambient music, like things just setting the tone and doing, you know, color correction, like all of that stuff makes a difference. So I think that that hunger to be educated yeah. about something other than what you're so used to is, is, is the drive still. Yes. By the way, I heard from our writer and our script is almost ready. Ooh, ah! fantastic. Everybody freak out. Everybody freak out. Oh my God, I'm so fucking stoked. I'm so but excited. what are we going to do? How is anyone going to work during the strike and stuff? I mean, we'll probably, well, hopefully we'll be done January. with it before we do it. Yeah. Come January. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. <laughs> come January, we will be fine. <laughs> I feel be. like also we can get, we can get a lot of other things um, into play so that yeah. when the new year comes, we're like, all right, we want, we have this person, this person, this person, this person. Great. Yeah. Now we just need to fill in these little two things and then we'll be fine. And then we're I think good. It'll be, I think um, it'll be good. Have I talked to you? Have we talked since I went and did the New York movie? I well, we so. can't we talk about... Um, well, we can talk about stuff that has that, that agreement see in as place. I talk about directing? Yeah. No, we can't. Yeah, we can. You can we talk can? about... The movies that we have been given the green light to go have a different agreement in place. And that agreement is that they are agreeing to abide by the Oh, the and new your New York rules. movie did that? Yes. Okay. No, yes, that's the tell, only reason why us. I was able to work. Um, I'm not, I won't tell you the name in case I do get, I don't want to get anybody in trouble, but um, but I, so they had one of those agreements because I think I got a whole thing from SAG explaining. Uh, was you know, this what I was supposed to do, stuff. that one? Yes. Oh, <laughs> yes. I'm so bummed out. I know it would have been, um, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a big enough part. I think for you to, there wasn't as much fun in that character. You know what I mean? You just would have been like, like anybody could have, she did a great job. She was super hot. She did a great job. Like it was, you know, anyway, Scout was supposed to be my wife, you guys in a movie. And, um, and she was (laughs) ended up going to fucking Kentucky again to do another movie there. So, uh, so there was conflict in, in scheduling. Um, but yeah, I had to, I'll send you a picture. Um, maybe I'll text it to you right now. So you see it. And then you'll be like, Oh my God. Oh wait, Um, you showed me. You remember when you like FaceTime me, your fucked up face. When I was in, I was like, hot. When I was in uh, prosthetics? Yeah. And I was like, oh, oh hot. I don't remember <laughs> shit. I was so fucking exhausted. Oh, my God. Do you remember? Yeah. <laughs> I literally texted you. Ooh, who's that hottie? <laughs> <laughs> I've never been a decom... I've never been a, um, a rotting corpse before. Have you ever been a rotting corpse before? I think so. Yeah? You've been dead before? Like, yeah. With, with oh, yeah. dead makeup? Yeah. I've been dead. I've been uh, dead a few times. I've been dead, but not, like, where they did anything to make me look dead. I just was, like, laying there with blood. Oh, no. You've had, like, makeup? Even Bury the Bride, I was dead. I came out, like, all fucked up looking. Did you do, like, the zombie weird walk and stuff? Like, mm-hmm. so why do, why do people think that, well... That when you're dead, if you come back to life, that that's the way you have to walk? I don't know. Like, I'm who decided su- that? Probably Shaun of the Dead. Hey. Or is it like, like did um, uh, George Romero, like, is that Probably. sort of he, like his creation or is this coming mm-hmm. from like, oh, like OG horror movies back in, you know, I don't know, black and white film days sort of? Well, 
I tr- I'm trying to I'm trying to think of why. I mean, my only my only thought process goes to like like you know when you're older and you're trying to like wake up your bones because right. they've been like you know and you're like trying to move. So I would so assume, you look old. So you look. So they automatically assume. So you're trying to just like wake up your bones. (laughs) I've never done that before. Like I had to walk into a pool, right, and go (laughs) underwater, and it was like I was trying to like do all kinds of like like weird twitches and weird things that you know I'm like fuck I don't know I don't I'm just gonna do whatever you tell me to do I don't know exactly like what it looks like on the other side like does it look okay do I look. Like I'm, I'm seizing. Like what? What? You know? Like I, I, I just don't know. If I love you so not. much. So they're they're like, like it looks good. It looks great. But I'm like, how do I? I don't know. You like want to do a good job, but you feel so stupid. I know. And then I had, dude, I had so much dialogue. Like you did. When Holy I read that, balls. I was like, oh, I'm glad I'm not doing that part. Yeah. So I'm glad it wasn't. Um, I was ner. I mean, I was nervous. Like. Not like, like, I just kept feeling like I was unprepared. Like I was as prepared as I was going to be. I knew all my dialogue, but then when I got there, I think because we were doing all of it in one day, like all of that dialogue was in one day. I think we were doing, I don't know, it was like 17 pages or something or 22 pages or it was like something crazy. Um, I had to break it up into, into beats. Like I had to literally break that giant scene. It's just cause I haven't done a movie where I'm just sitting talking. Yeah. You know, like that, all that character is tough to do that, dude. It's so also like I had all of the, of the weight, I had all the exposition. So, you know, there was nothing that she was saying that would, would tip me off to what my next line would be. There's no flow of conversation. Like I bring up something and then, and there's all this like hidden meaning behind the things that I would say. And, Mm. you know, there's a lot of different things, but so I I think I felt a little bit like, okay, there's, this is one beat. Then she, then she twists. This is another beat. This is another beat. This is another beat. So can we do it in these sections? Because I want to, I want to hit them so specifically that if I try to to do the whole thing, then I'm going to miss something that's really important because I'm, they have to be like different thought processes. Good for you. I mean, because honestly, like some of these movies, these lower budget movies, I think they think like actors um, want to be challenged (laughs) all the time. (laughs) So when you go and do one of these projects that are a little bit like lower budget, they like want to give you so much words because they feel like that's what we want, which honestly not. No, I don't. I know. Exactly. I'm like, I'm cool with like one life. Like, yeah. I just want to like play and be here. Yeah. I mean, so I think that was the most that I've had to do in a long time on Mm. something. And, you know, just so much, I felt like I was in acting class. Like there was a lot of cool things and I did feel like, let me do it again. Or, Oh, that didn't feel right. Or, Ooh, that was really interesting. Or, Oh my God, that worked. I didn't know that was going to work that way. So there was a lot of surprises and kind of little things in that, which I, I really liked. Um, And the director was not, he teaches theater. So like he was not afraid to get in there and work with me and like try this and do that. And, you know, do, you know, know, all of that stuff, which a lot of directors are afraid and that I've worked with are afraid. Did you like, like that at one point, at some point where you just saw like, oh my God, okay, I'm so exhausted. Um, (laughs) He wasn't trying to earn his money. Like, you know, some directors are just trying to like, so he was more like, um, he would say stuff like, uh, yeah, I really give it to her this time, okay. you know, or, um, uh, relish in that a little bit more, 
or, you know, like little things that I was like, Ooh, or, you know, make this one more flip a little more flippant with that or have mm-hmm. fun. Like, you know, it, so his notes were like, okay, got it. So I didn't feel like, and I think I kind of needed that because she, she is a little bit all over the place. So, um, so I needed to sort of be able to do a bit at a time, but you know, the writer is the, the my co-star and the director. So of course my co-star knows, oh, like, no. knows oh, the- all of the dialogue. So like, of course she doesn't have to learn anything. So it's not like, but she's an actress. Um, oh, she so wrote it. Like, I didn't know that. They, they, they wrote it together. So they do everything together. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure she, well, I mean, she's been throughout the whole process. So, um, so of course she knows everything, you know what I mean? Like, you know, you're like, fuck, you're working with a writer and you're like, God damn, I know you, yeah. like, you know these lines inside and out yeah. and I'm still trying to figure out and, you know, and I just, so I had a lot of anxiety up until I knew like I was done, but we did all of my coverage the first day and then turned around and got a wide, another wide from the angle and all of her stuff. On the so, next day? On the next day. Cause it was, we just didn't have time. Oh, no, so, no, no, no. I can't do that. I, I, I hate that. I, I was just talking about this with the director. I was like, I, you cannot for an actor, you cannot like start a scene and then go to lunch and then come back and do like, like you, you can't, especially if it's an intense scene that I don't know how you did that. Cause when it's done, it's gone. It's out. Well, when they, when they turned around, I had to have my, well, we did a wide and then we did a bunch of wides from one direction. And then we came into like a, a two shot and then a single on me. And then we were pretty much done. That was the first day. Um, and then we turned around the next day and got, you know, okay, some, so then got you were her, able to have your stuff. I was able to like already have had all my dialogue and everything done. And then I was able to have some of my pages, but I needed my old ass needs my glasses to read. So for the first time I had to wear my glasses Mm. in the movie because I couldn't, I couldn't see to read my size. Uh, And I'm supposed to be writing. And of course, like I wrote, I have a binder in the movie. So like I wrote all my, all my lines you know, and I just had to kind of keep looking down. And then like, I didn't want to write all of them because I thought, oh, if somebody sees the movie and they see me open the book and it's already filled with notes. Like Mm -hmm. I look at that when I watch a movie, like to see if the actor's written their dialogue and whatever they're holding. So I don't want to be that person. (laughs) (laughs) Do you too? Do you look to see if they're, when they're holding something, if there's anything in it? No, I don't. But yeah, actually I do. I do because (laughs) I'm that fucking person that'll hide my lines all around set. I do. I do it too. All over. <laughs> they just have to be bigger you now because I can't see because I have my glasses. I can't imagine. I can't imagine not being able to see it. No fucking way. Well, good so thing I wore the glass in the first the first time and on on screen. But the bad thing is that I needed my reading glasses because my progressives oh. are, they're still not right because I've got new ones, but there's I still can't see you clearly. Um, oh really? So I had to figure out like they couldn't my my stop my sides were white obviously and they were ba- it was bouncing and you could see the dialogue in my reflection of my glasses so it was certain angles I'm hoping that nobody sees that that I have that stuff there but, yeah. but the, the timing was was quick and like you could tell like the sections that I was struggling with a little bit and then the other stuff that went really well but I had one nice like chunk that was that flowed really well that just nice. was like okay that's the take that's it and they had an editor on set so he cut the whole thing before I even went back to Isn't Texas. That amazing. That's what we need to do. That's what we need yes. to do. I, I, then I know what we miss. This is like my, get it. this is like my eighth movie with that. And I love it. 
I absolutely love it. This is only my second movie that I've done where there's, it's Hatchet was the last movie. Hatchet 2 was the last movie that I did that had an editor on set. When things are moving so fast and like you you have no budget to come back and do reshoots, it's very very vital I feel it's like it's more cost effective to have somebody there assembling it at least just a rough assembly nothing creative just to put together to make sure you've got all the shots you need to cover and that it looks good mm-hmm. and then you know then then wait and to, to see how it looks in post and yeah. then try to fix shit it- <laughs> I I realized um the the woman that does my lashes I adore her um her hubby is an editor and he does like these massive movies and he um knows bj <laughs> everybody knows fucking bj so when i came over he was like oh my god he's like you know bj and i was like what <laughs> i was like that's so what a small world everybody knows everybody it's just such I a know. small world in this in this industry i feel that's like. why you don't shit where you eat that is true be nice to everybody because you never know Cause it's gonna come back and it will bite you in the ass are, are you done with kentucky now Oh, Danielle. Oh, no. Are you going back? Oh, Danielle. Oh, no. I love them. I absolutely love them. I I need to introduce you to this producer. He is... I I fucking have so much fun with these guys. That's Um, so good. Yeah, they're great. And they do like... A movie almost every month. Like they're constantly just like... Rolling and rolling, rolling. Um, I don't know. Something might, might happen with them. Um, so we shall see. You're establishing relationships, like lifelong relationships. And and friendships, man. Yeah. That's what, like, it's, 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 it's all like good people. Um, and it was so really, it was so nice. Like the, the, the producer aunt, um, you know, I've been, I was writing my, the book like the entire time and you know, I read him a few chapters and he's like super supportive of, of everything that I do. And and one of the movies that I did with them, um, one of the other producers who had to like kind of like leave the company, mm. she was actually the one who just set up this massive meeting that I had today. So it's it's just like it's it's all coming believe, together. Yeah. When you believe in like when you like right. the people that you're working with and then you believe in them and, and like you create these relationships and you support one another on yes. like your endeavors. I think that's what it. That's what matters. That's what it's supposed to be about. That's why Burning Man is so fucking awesome. Because <laughs> that's the feeling that I get while I'm there as I put my glasses on. I can't with these fucking glasses. These are awesome. <laughs> oh, shit. They're very cute. You kind of look like like a stony cloud. Hey, guys. Or like a fucked up Easter bunny. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, I do. I look like a fucked up Easter bunny. I love it. <laughs> There's this thing. Do you do you wear gla- do you like to put your glasses like over your head? Is there any yes, ladies out there that yes, like to do that? Yes, now, it keeps my hair out of my face. Now they have this fucking mechanism. Not glasses. It's a fucking headband that gives you the same effect. <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ. Really? Don't make anything. Yeah. It's literally shaped like this, and uh, you just put it on your head, and, and it gives it the whole shape. point of putting your of glasses back on your head is to have it look and be like a headband. So if you're putting that on your head, what are you doing with your glasses? <laughs> Wearing them. 
<laughs> that would look so stupid. <laughs> it's so funny. Well, we got tons of questions. Did yes, you see all that? We do. Yes, I was just going to pull up some. I'll, I'll oh, read yeah. one right now, and then Let's I will have you read one. Again, like, okay. I think they fucking Sam's Club made my glasses wrong. Um, I finally was able to get them, and I, they're just not, I'm not happy. Anyway, okay. or maybe just my eyes. Do you want me to, do you want me to read them then? Uh, no, I've got one. Okay. I'll read one and then you can read one. So this is from, this came in on Friday from Brianna. She says, hopefully we were able to say her name. I don't think she said not to. Uh Um, (laughs) Hi, Scout and Danielle. I love your podcast and I'm a huge fan of the Halloween franchise. I wanted some advice on how to be happy when you have had a lot of stuff go wrong during wedding planning. I'm getting married in September and my wedding has been anything but ordinary. My sisters were supposed to be in my wedding, bridesmaid and maid of honor. And three months before my wedding, they backed out for financial reasons and I was forced to find people to fill their spot. Ever since then, I've been feeling very stressed out and sad and feel like I cannot be happy about wedding planning. And I feel like it's making my fiance upset because it is supposed to be the happiest time of our lives. Also, I've also felt sad because traditionally you're thrown a bachelorette party and a bridal shower and no one has done this for me. And it has felt like no one has cared during the entire wedding planning process. Luckily, my fiance's family has stepped in and offered to throw us a joint shower. Any advice would be great. Love you guys. Thank you. Dude, weddings, like, bring out the fucking worst in people. Mm -hmm. I don't understand. Especially family, man. Why? What is that? What the fuck is that? I don't understand. It happens to every bride I know has some issue with their family during or before or after. It's like... I mean, David had people, you know, friends that that bailed out, like his two of his groomsmen. One he didn't talk to forever. The other one bailed out on him, you know, um, and he even offered to, like, pay for them to come. So mm-hmm. it was just too much, like, responsibility, whatever that means. Um, I told you I threw his bachelor party for him. I, I mean, his friends threw it, but I was the one that planned stuff for them in Vegas while they were there because they didn't know. And then people just misbehave. I don't, I don't really know except to know that you're not alone and that Mm -hmm. everybody has like, I don't know if it's like envy or people can't get, get out of their way or. And honestly, make sure stuff. Yeah. Make sure that you're like, I mean, this is just from, from me. Like if someone does that to you, like you really got to make sure that they know exactly how that made you feel. Like don't, Mm -hmm. don't like. Don't hold back. Don't hold your fucking emotions hostage because it's supposed to be like the most magical, you know, time of your life. It's like you really need to tell these people, especially your sisters, like and your family, like how let down you feel from them. And thank God it sounds like your new family that you have are fucking awesome. And so allow them to do these amazing things for you. And I know it might be uncomfortable. Trust me. I get it. (laughs) I just feel like I'm I'm you know, in the way or or, or not not in the way that I'm that it shouldn't be their responsibility and because it's not my family, but you just can't let those kind of emotions like hold you back either. I'm glad that his family is throwing you guys something together and just continue to let them do things for you, especially if they see that your family is kind of, do you think people are just stupid? Like, is it like a dumb thing? Like, do you think that people don't realize what they're doing? Like, do you think that like your bridal party, like that they, that they don't know that they're supposed to do this kind of stuff or they think you don't want this kind of stuff or like, there's kind of like a tradition to when you're in a, 
wedding party and people are getting married, like it, it doesn't really change from person to person unless the, mm-hmm. unless the bride or groom is specific about not wanting certain things. But I think, I think it's kind of expected. don't give a fuck anymore. I think people they don't, don't care. care about anything but themselves. Ugh. I think there's a fucking small percentage of people that actually give a fuck nowadays. About other, yeah. You know? That's so sad. It's so and, sad. And like, I mean, I, I, I just can't believe it. Like her own fan, like her own family. I mean, I, I had something happen within my my planning of my wedding and I was let down by a family member and it's hard. You know, it's hard to like like kind of brush that off and not like turn to yourself and like, is it me? Is it my fault? Like, you know, but um, I think Danielle's right. I think just knowing that you're not alone and that this happens to everybody and it's their loss. I got into a huge fight with my mom and my sister. And my best friend at the time, a huge fight at my welcome party. Like I was literally, everybody had left the welcome party and uh, I was like in tears in David's bathroom at his parents' house while his mom and dad were trying to like regulate things. And my mom and my sister and I were screaming at each other and I was crying, crying, crying. And David had to physically like go in and pick me up off of the floor and carry me out. And it was just like, this is not, this behavior is not acceptable. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. But I don't, I still don't think that like even my family who does listen to this, I still don't think that they even realize what, yeah. like what that does or what that did. You know, like those are the things that I remember. Did you ever have wedding. a conversation with them? Like the advice I'm giving to this woman? Did you ever go like, Hey, that fucking hurt. Uh, this is what it did to me. Like I, that was an, that shouldn't have happened. I mean, I think that there was there were was resentment on my family's part to me. This is just what I'm imagining in my head, by the way, because I did all the planning myself. Like I did everything. I didn't like nobody helped me do. And you're my getting on stuff. me on planning shit myself. Well, well that's because well, that's because <laughs> I didn't have anybody that was yeah. like. I think everybody was either too scared to take control from me. And say, like, I'll do it. Like, I'm not scared to take control of stuff for you at your wedding because I know I'll fucking do it. And I know you're not going to be mad at me. Is your mom, sister, are they afraid of you? Of course. Like, to come to you? Of course. Maybe that's something you need to work on. No, I don't want them to not be afraid of me. (laughs) (laughs) My mom, the other day, I was cutting her hair and she's like... She's like, why are you so mean to me? You talk so nice to everybody else, but you're so mean to me. What did I do? And I was like, honestly, mom, because you just drive me nuts. She goes, oh, what does shit. that mean? I go, that's really all that it is. You just drive me nuts. I can't even tell you what it is. I can't even. It's just a mother daughter thing. You just drive me crazy sometimes. And well, I just can't help honest. it. Oh, yeah. I literally, like I, I, everything you do triggers me, mom. I don't know what to tell you. Like, I love well, you. It doesn't mean I don't love you. It doesn't like mean like shit. That's but like childhood stuff. Of course. You know? Of course. I, like, I, no I even sitting think down. about it like whenever I go see my like whenever I talk to my dad or whatever or, you know, because we don't ever my family doesn't resolve anything. We just kind of yeah, like let either. it just yeah. kind of that's most go families, until. Think. Yeah, whatever. But I'm the queen of like, I will hold on. There is something in there that <laughs> I don't know that it's in there. So every time I talk, I it comes up. Yeah, yeah. And then I talk to you a certain way. I don't yes. mean to, but there's off. That's why with Tom and I in our relationship, I'm like, nah, I ain't going to have it. this. Yeah. We are going to resolve shit. Yes. Because yes. I am not going to resent you. I am not going to like be that bitch to you because this and this and this. 
It's like, uh-uh. I want communication throughout our entire relationship about everything. And when we bring a child into it, I want them to be able to come to me and go, Mom, you you suck right now. Yeah. Because <laughs> you did this. So dude, all day today, Jagger's like, you're mean, you're mean, you're mean. You wouldn't let me have that extra cookie. You're mean. You took me to the smoothie store and it wasn't the kind of strawberries I like. You're mean. Oh, no. I mean, I'm just like, oh, I kill you. Um, <laughs> but yes, my family is totally afraid. Um, and again, but like you were saying, there's just something when things are unresolved and it's not even stuff that I think a conversation or communication would resolve. You know, I think it's just, it's stuff that I've got to, you know, work on letting go of. Um, and uh, like my mom was funny. She was bitching about, uh, how my sister, she's okay. Maybe she, maybe she won't talk to me again after this, but about like how my sister was like, yells at my nephew. Right. Like, you know, she, and, and, and she's like, Oh, and he, she makes him do everything for her. And well, she's just having a bitch sash. My mom. Um, I usually am like, Oh, I'm so sorry. That sucks. Or, you know what? It's not my business or I don't really fucking care. I don't care. Like, I don't care what my sister's doing with her child. Like she's an adult. It's her life. It's her family. I don't, I don't want the negativity around. I don't want every conversation to be bitching about somebody complaining about something. Cause it makes, it gives me anxiety. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's like that thing of like, how do I fix this? Or me, me not understanding how, like what's how I explain it. Like me not understanding how someone could want to bitch about other people so much. Like I can't, it drives, it's like gossip almost to me. Like I yeah. can't stand yeah, like goss- yeah, yeah. boss. I don't like gossiping. Have I don't like gossiping. <laughs> uh, no, because she's like, you know, hey. who would she talk to? Mm. And it's my mm. sister, you know, it's mm. like, so it's like, they both want to come and talk to me about stuff. My sister will tell me, mom, mom wants you to tell, you know, things that you don't love her or, or thinks that you don't want her to watch the kids anymore because you have a babysitter. And it's like, wait, no, I don't want her to watch the kids because she can't handle doing the stuff the kids want to do. It and she can't like handle you, the two of them. I think that's annoying as fuck. And it sounds like you need to just have a sit down with your mom and sister and go listen. <laughs> Uh, but I think it, it does. You know how many times I've done that kind of shit? Well, then then as soon as they start it, uh-uh. We had the talk. I don't want to hear it. Sorry. Yeah. Love you. They still, still do. My mom's like, well, what's the matter? What? I can't uh, just fucking talk to you? I can't just tell you what's going on? And I, and I said to her, I go, I said something like, where do you think she gets it from? Yeah. My mom was like, yeah. what do you mean? I was Lead like, how do, you, how do you think she talks to she yells at her son the way you yelled at my sister growing up so like you know like it's just parents do children do what i don't know most unless you go the other direction will copy what they were but you know when when parents they try their best and you know listen my kids are going to pick up my bad behaviors my my kid you know carter's the other day that sounded just like me and i was like oh my god really he's reprimanding jagger the way that i reprimand him like, mm. oh, Jesus Christ. Great. Mm. Here we go. So, you mm. know, they're, they're little sponges. Yeah. So you've got to, you've got to, you, it really starts from, from back then. But anyway, yeah. so girlfriend, that was a really long answer to your question. I don't know. Um, I think, I think, I mean, <laughs> I still think you should have a conversation with your family and let, and if you have already good for you, um, because that's a big fucking letdown and that like, should have happened. Where did she plan her wedding? I mean, do you think we'd all be able to go if you had your wedding in Thailand, Scout? No, no, I don't. But I don't, I don't think I would have, um, agreed and then pulled out. Yeah. Yeah. That's something like, if you're going to agree to something like, Ooh, do yeah. not fucking back out. That's right. Like, like just, Show up. just don't or communicate with me what is happening and what is going on. 
you know, if there's no communication and I don't have an understanding, also like funds and stuff, like, I don't know. That's family. That's family. I feel like you got to fucking figure it out. Your yeah. family. You got to figure that shit out. Your sister? Yeah, I know. I know. Are you kidding me? I know. I don't know. I don't, Maybe there's I don't. something more. Write, write to us, Brianna, and see. Maybe there's something more to yeah. what the dynamic of, of between the two. Between It sounds like there's something more than the fact that it's financial. And maybe yeah. that you that's what you've got to get to the, to the root of and yeah. see what's going on there. Because if you were all good with your sister or sisters, actually, um, they would do everything they could. They, mm-hmm. I mean, I beg, borrow, and steal from, you know, Peter to pay Paul. I sound so old right now. That saying, you probably don't have what no idea what I'm talking that? about. I was like, who's Peter? Who's Paul? <laughs> oh my God, I'm so old. How Who many people are Paul? listening right now that, that has said that, that saying, steal from Peter to pay Paul, which Peter means people that like go around. <laughs> no, I'm just fucking old. Okay. Do you have another question? So we wish you luck, no, Brianna, but, with your okay, wedding. Also, uh, let's just, let's just see. <laughs> Let's see how Danielle reacts to this, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, no. Drum roll, please. Okay. Don't get I feel mad. like I'm on National Lampoons. Oh, God, what are we doing? <laughs> Be excited. No. So I think I picked my dress too soon. <laughs> like, okay, okay, she's reacting. She's reacting. She's taking it in. So I'm going to try on more dresses mm-hmm. to make sure that that is the dress that I want. I'm sure you could sell it. Like, I'm sure the oh, store. 100%. I think I I'm could sure sell the it. store. Probably not for what I got it for, but whatever. It's fine. This is this matters. Like, it matters. And it wasn't that expensive. No, you actually might be able to get what you got for what you paid for it just because Maybe a bride wants this turnaround time may be too long for some brides. So you set your heart on something and they're like, it's a six month wait. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like you just don't mm-hmm. know. And um, I don't know yet. I'm just going to try on other dresses. I'm going to go to more places. Good. And I As like, you should have in the beginning. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. I should have listened to you. And I didn't because I thought like when I had that feeling, I, or, which I really didn't have like the the feeling. I just had like, oh yeah, this is a a nice dress. But I just I feel like I might want something a little bit more shaping. Yeah, and not yes. so. Yeah, not so um, poofy. Poofy. Yeah. Yeah, and I also think it, it was also my insecurities with like my weight and getting in shape. And I feel like you know the goal that I'm gonna get to by the wedding, I'm gonna be fine being in something slim fitting. You're fine now being in something fin, fin slitting. Thank you. Thin, See, we all need pep I can't even speak thin fitting. Slim fitting. Slim, <laughs> slim, Dude, slim fitting. <laughs> oh my no, no, God. No, thank you. Thank you. But I think, and I think I want something a little bit more like lacy and like bedazzled. I don't know. I, I just like I want to have fun with it. I didn't know. I didn't know. I thought I was going to be a simple bride, but I'm not a simple bride. You're not. And you're you're not a simple person. And you need to try on all kinds of stuff to see what feels right. And it's probably most brides will tell you it's not usually what you think you're going to want. Yes. You're, uh, you're pro- I mean, you've watched Say Yes to the Dress enough to know it's like never what they go in. Sometimes it's like, this is my dream dress I've had one for five years. And you go yeah. in and you do it. And other times you're like, okay, that I, that would probably look crazy on me, but I'll try it on. And you try it on, you're like, wow, I kind of love it. Now I didn't yeah. realize that I would want this. So I'm going to try on 
on the weekend of August 19th. I don't know okay. if you're in town mm. <laughs> or want to come in town or have a con. <laughs> Let me see. But totally okay if you do. Um, Let me see. But I've also uh, texted Chrissy because since she is from Los Angeles and she is my bridesmaid. <laughs> I, I look- am going to be at a Snoop Dogg. Concert. Oh, that's your Snoop Dogg concert. <laughs> yes. Hell yeah. Oh my God, I love it. I love it. That's amazing. Okay, I will just send you photos. Um, okay. Do you have a okay. question? <clears throat> I, I didn't read this, so here okay. we go. Uh, okay. Question for the bod. Hello, Danielle and Scout. I would like some advice. My ex destroyed me. Mm. I would have uh, I would have performance issues in the bed, and if I was unable to finish or maintain an erection, she would lock herself in the bathroom, cry, and break up with me, and then come out and pretend like everything was fine. On top of calling me stupid and pathetic, accusing me of cheating, it turned out she was on three different dating apps and would talk to me about the girl she was talking to. I'm only 30, but I feel utterly destroyed. I'm lacking any and all confidence and feel very close to giving up altogether. Is there anything I can do to get my confidence back, please? And thank you. What the fuck? Kind I mean, of. He said erections, though, but she was online talking to girls. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Don't let this woman that has her own issues yeah, she's to got figure her own agenda, out destroy man. your fucking confidence because do not waste. any ounce of your confidence or any ounce of like negative shit that you want to think about yourself on that fucking human being because she does not (laughs) she sounds crazy she Uh, sounds fucking crazy that is awful see you you dodged a fucking bullet yeah and i'm sorry if you don't get a fucking erection it's It's her fucking okay yeah it's her fault (laughs) tell her tell her it's her fault if she'd have done it better next time yeah hopefully there's not a next time with this guy but uh but yeah i'd be like fuck you i mean i can't even imagine even when like I don't know. I don't know how some women do that. How some, how some people, I'm not going to generalize them, but how some people could make, could take out their frustrations or their insecurities on their partner in the bedroom. I mean, like, I guess she's trying to like hit him where it hurts. I don't know what her, what her deal is. She has sex issues. She obviously has sex issues and commitment issues. And so you dodged the fucking bullet because that's a piece of trash. So the first time someone locks themselves in a bathroom and is like threatening to break up, like that's a the big old red flag. I would be I would have never talked to her again. Well, I had an issue with locking myself in the bathroom. Um, but I remembered it was before I went through SLA <laughs> and I would after any fight or whatever, whenever I couldn't handle anything, I would lock myself in the bathroom. And then my dad told me that my mother would lock us into the bathroom. Oh, shit. For days. Oh, God. And so I didn't remember that. And I was Mm. like, oh, my God. Is that why I did that? And I remember, like, my first relationship, you know, that was, like, crazy that I did that. And, you know, I I remember, like, I had to really work on that with a therapist. I was, like, I was so confused as to why I ran to just, like, shut, shut myself out and, like, but I also wasn't on fucking three dating apps and like yeah. <laughs> fucking going, you suck. Like I wasn't like that person. <laughs> I was just like, I, I think it was because I what I was used to or what I remember as a kid. So it was kind of like an aha moment. I was like, oh my God, that's why I did that. I only that's remember crazy. one time yeah, that in, is my, a red flag. in my they marriage where I themselves. locked myself in the closet and was hysterical in the closet. Mm. And I, I, but I remember it was fucked up because I was, I was doing it loud enough where I knew that 
David could hear me from like upstairs. Yeah. Because I just wanted the attention because it was, I had already gone there and I I was so hurt by whatever our argument had been. I think it actually was before we were married is when we were in the process of wedding planning. Cause I remember being like, I don't know if I can get married. I don't know if I could do this because I just fucking freaked out. And uh, yeah, it was, you know, it was fucking wedding planning. Um, Yeah. Actually, I think it was when, like, when I came back from, I did See No Evil 2. We were engaged in See No Evil 2 in Canada. And then in, over the holidays, like, November time, we were getting married in January. And the Saska, the Saska sisters came and stayed at my house when they were doing um, editing on the movie because they wanted to be part of that. So they stayed with me. So I was like, David was like helping entertain them. And then they were saying that editing was taking longer. They were there for a couple of weeks. And then I was trying to plan stuff and there was all these moving parts going on. And I think he just short circuited and we got into a massive fight and mm. I locked myself in the back in the closet wanting attention. Every yeah. girl does it at one yeah. point. How many of you have locked yourselves in the closet at some point or done something for attention from your partner that has hurt you? Everybody. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Scott's like, I just put my, my cloudy glasses on. What do you mean? Attention. <laughs> yeah, that she just wanted fucking attention. Dude, I was watching Dateline last night. It was a two-part episode, and I, I had to go to sleep because I just couldn't stay awake, and I really need to not watch this stuff um, late at night. And uh, actually, maybe it was 2020. Quinone with Quinones and it was this guy who was married for like 17 years or something and then he was having an affair uh, with a woman that he worked with at school and his wife found out about it and he denied it but she knew and he said it was like ending or done or whatever um but they couldn't work they couldn't work it out so he or she had filed for divorce but they uh, she made the decision to still stay living with him and and at some point like he started finding like recording devices in all of his like coats and stuff like his jacket, like his suit coats and under his car was a tracker under the girlfriend's car or the mistress's car was a tracker. Like she had like gotten all his passwords for everything. and was reading all of his, like everything that she basically was spying on him for months before she found out about it. And then when she found out and denied, she continued to like, like basically like he would go out, have these conversations with her on the phone in the car or whatever. And she would record everything in the recorder. And then when he would be home at night, she would take his suit that he took off and she'd take it out, download all the audio and put it back in and so physically sew it back who up. Who the fuck can think about doing this? Isn't like, that who, crazy? That well, is. Well, she, they had no I mean, kids. I know about snooping. Time. I know about like fucking looking up the fucking Instagram. Oh, like, yeah. and, like all that shit. But like, I can imagine putting like a device on Tom yeah. <laughs> a tracking device and she would and she put it on the girlfriend's car so she would see Ooh. like she'd call him to be like you know wanted to know like where he is or whatever and she Too would know work. that they were together at that time and it's Was like his it's dick that good like I don't dude understand. it's crazy um but she uh apparently it was because she he was like the love of her life and he they did end up getting filing for divorce. She's like, let's stay, stay in the house. And she wanted to pretend that everything was OK. So they would have dinners together. They would have drinks. They like they literally lived like they would go on dates. They would have all these times. She's like, I know we're getting divorced, but you, you haven't moved, gotten your new job yet. Like, let's just basically pretend that everything is OK. And he this. is so stupid. He thought oh, isn't this amazing that it could be this way? Like, we could still be friends while I have my cake and eat it too. Like, I won't be losing my wife even if I get divorced, but she wants to be in my life and I could hang out and have dinner with her and then I can go fuck my mistress. And So what have, happened? 
she bought a gun and she went over, she texted him. He's she's supposed to meet him for dinner and she texted him goodbye, Sean or whatever his name was. And she was already in the girlfriend's house and she fucking shot. She killed the girlfriend and then she killed herself. Yeah. Interesting that she went for the girlfriend. She wanted, she messaged him something like, I hope you never find happiness again. Ooh, my God. Crazy. And then goodbye. But it it happened in two seconds. But she bought the gun like four or five weeks before she actually did this. So she bought the gun. She did, she was, she planned, she had been staking out her house on like how to get in, how to break in. Like she had done all of this stuff, had basically been living a a whole separate double life for months while she was pretending everything was going to be okay. And they were just going to move forward with their friendship and he could have her. And, you know, she's just going to let, let it go. Like he would have to hear her bitching and moan and complain about what he did to her. You ruined my life. And, but I know, you know, whatever, like you trade me in for a younger model and blah, 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 but they still live together. And then, but I can't believe that, Like, so he's now left. I mean, I get it. He's left to feel that for the rest of his life. Like she did. She did the ultimate punishment. Crazy. It's like if she took him out, then he wouldn't be paying the price for it. Yeah. He would be off in in heaven or hell or wherever you think. I wonder, did like the girl know about the, did the girl know that she she was also, she was also married. Oh shit. Oh man. Well, fuck. I hope that girl didn't have kids or anything or i don't something. i don't she didn't they nothing, uh, there were no there were no kids in the picture you know i think about this you know we all of us have encountered a killer at some point yeah think about Do you that think so really oh a hundred fucking percent or someone that is planning something someone that is thinking about doing something like we have all encountered that I Maybe mean, we more than anybody because we meet so many people at like. I don't know, man. I, I, there has, there, there's no way. There's no way. There are so many. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, but maybe. I mean, fuck. I know, like. <laughs> I mean, we get a lot of those person messages. that was a killer. And then I, like, right. worked with another person that was a killer. And, like, I, I don't we, know. I know. I, I feel like we. You guys write to, I, we've gotten a couple of those letters from, from uh, people writing in saying that they, you know, I remember one guy said like, oh, he shared like right above him in an apartment was this killer, mm-hmm. this serial killer that did this, 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 you know, and he would bum cigarettes from him. And so I don't remember what that story was, but I'm sure that, that we've come across, yeah. come across, or people have come across, oh, that guy lived right there or she lived next door to me. And she, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, look at fucking Dahmer. It's like, I'm, yeah, I know. but I don't, I, but I mean, who knows? I don't know. I don't know. That freaks me out to think that. I know it's just it's it's so weird because like I mean maybe we're just not so observant of like other people's shit like we're just so into our own little world like I'm like is there like signs that like like even even like Johnny that we talked about like in the very very beginning and I dated him and I knew that Johnny was off um did I think that he could have like killed someone like no but like I'm just like but was I not paying right. enough attention I mean, this is johnny from sons I, of anarchy right yeah obviously yeah. i didn't go on another date with him because i felt right. uncomfortable something wasn't wasn't right but like i didn't feel like i oh, could fucking kill me <laughs> yeah you know it's just so weird it's just i mean you know there's it's like i i think about you know like my two best guy friends that committed suicide and mm-hmm. 
I have and had more than any other friendships had distanced myself numerous times and had big arguments or giant blow ups and get back togethers in those two relationships for decades of it was very volatile and Mm -hmm. intense. And, you know, I knew that like something just didn't feel right at times and I didn't know what it was, but I had to like, well, yeah, I mean, listen, I, I, I pulled back away from both of them and then, you know, fucking Adam killed himself and blames me for it. And it's like, I, I just knew something was not, there's that feeling in your gut and you try to like overlook it, overlook it, overlook it. Maybe yeah. it's me. Maybe I'm not getting a little picture. Maybe it's the other, like I have to sit and think about whether or not my feelings are correct or if it's just something that I, it's a button for me about, you know what I mean? It's like, you don't, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's my heart or my head sometimes, yeah. but tough. I mean, you have to listen to your, you have to listen to yourself. And, uh, and yeah, pull that plug if, if need be. I think we all need to listen to our gut a little bit more, especially when it comes to relationships. Are you outlining your lips bigger than your lip line? Your lips look like you're, you've tried that. Why does everybody think that my lips are like huge? They look big. I haven't got my lips done. (laughs) Hi, everybody. (laughs) Everybody. Hi, everybody. I haven't got my lips done. I remember I got... I got my lips done like a long time ago and they were like lopsided and I was like, they were again, never again. Yeah. No, but I am using like a darker, um, liner. Okay. Okay. That's what it is. Cause it's, it looks like you just have darker liner on, but I also can barely see out of my new glasses. So yeah, well, I've never, I've actually never used a pencil to line my lips before until I started doing it recently. Nice. Maybe that's why they look bigger. Do they look good? And you still have your nails done from the wedding, from your bachelorette party? No, these are new oh, ones. Just the same? Just the same pretty design. lines? Yeah, same. Well, no, those were flames. Oh. These ones are like, you know, I'm testing out nails. Wait till you fucking see my Burning Man nails. Oh, those are gonna <laughs> look so good. Well, so everybody, stupid. we will see you in Oklahoma City. Oklahoma this, City? Well, we'll see you. Well, after. Well, after. this is gonna come out <laughs> after come Oklahoma after. City. I hope it goes Did, well. Hi, everybody yeah. that came to Oklahoma City. Hi, everybody. We had a great time you. meeting us. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, and, and thank you for, for, for learning with us, because we are learning what we can and cannot do right now so thank you so much <laughs> oh awesome. god all right girl all right. i will uh, i'll see you in a couple days yes happy mm-hmm. tuesday everybody happy tuesday bye. everybody bye